Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Monday the 24th of February, coming up. It's claimed lorry drivers are putting lives at risk by parking dangerously. The lorries will restrict everyone's views and especially in the dark. People can't see on the brow of a hill what is the other side. The boss of two wild animal parks in Kent has criticised zoos. Why is it that Howlers and Portland wild animal parks are the only animal parks in the world attempting to rewild cheetah back into their natural habitat. And hundreds of affordable homes are planned for Kent. Trying to shake up the market a little bit to provide a bit more opportunity for young professionals and families to get on the housing market. Kent Online News. Well, our top story today is all about a group of people in Dartford who claim lorries parking where they live are putting lives at risk. Last Thursday night, a motorcyclist was taken to hospital after colliding with an HGV on London Road. Back in December, a man died after crashing into a lorry in the same area. Alicia Bardot has set up a petition calling for vehicles not to park there. I live locally to where these incidents have happened and I feel that it is very unsafe for all drivers, um, riders and pedestrians. I feel that um, something needs to be stopped and put in place for lorries to park in suitable areas. Um, It's not about lorries being parked, that isn't the issue, it's more being safe for everyone. Let's break down some of the issues of this road. In layman's terms, what what is wrong with this road that makes it? Well, um, for one, it's not a very lit area. Um, When the lorries are parked either side of the road and the speed limit is 40 miles per hour, um, you'll find that the lorries will restrict everyone's views and especially in the dark, people can't see on the brow of a hill what is the other side and these lorries are parked both sides. I'm fully aware of what lorries do. They, you know, they sell us our goods, they deliver our goods, they, you know, travel the world, that's how we live. But the main thing is obviously suitable, safe, and this can be prevented. Laura Gurney also lives in the area and rides a motorbike. It's dark, it's not well lit at all, um, especially on the dip as well before the hill. It's not what it should be around here. It's residential, but it's a 40 mile an hour road. I know people are trying to get that changed, but this is a big issue now. You can watch KMTV's video report on this story at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online reports. It's claimed victims of domestic violence in Kent are being told to go back to the homes they share with their abusers. Councils in the county have apparently said they have no responsibility to house people who've made themselves homeless while trying to get away from abusive partners. Some women living in fear have been left sofa surfing with young children. You can read some of their stories at Kent Online. A teenager has been charged after a man was robbed at knife point and had glass bottles thrown at him in Canterbury. The victim, who's in his 30s, was taken to hospital with head and face injuries after having his phone stolen in the city centre in the early hours of Saturday. Cathedral security staff detained a 17-year-old boy and police seized a knife. Human waste has been found in what's described as large quantities in a lay-by near Womenswold. Calls have been made for the area that seems popular with resting drivers to be cleaned up. Local authorities are at odds, though, as to who owns the lay-by, as neither highways England nor the county authority can lay claim to it.
Now, the boss of the charity that runs two wild animal parks in Kent has criticised zoos for not doing more to rewild cheetahs. There's less than 7,000 cheetah in the wild. Yet in the last three years, globally, in captivity, in all zoos, they've had 500 cheetah births. Why is it that Howlett's and Portland One Animal Parks are the only animal parks in the world attempting to rewild cheetah back into their natural habitat? I mean, what is the point of zoos of breeding 500 cheetah when there's only 7,000 left in the wild and they're not making any attempt whatsoever to try and rehabilitate these animals back to where they belong? It's outrageous. What are zoos doing? What's the point of them if they're going to do this? Damien Aspinall posted a video on Instagram. Earlier this month, we told you how Sabah and Nairo became the first captive-born cheetahs to be released into the wild in Africa after being hand-raised at Howlett's near Canterbury. The Aspinall Foundation, which runs a range of conservation projects, is Kent Online's Charity of the Year. Kent Online reports. A second man has been charged in connection with a robbery in Ramsgate. Money was stolen from a bookies on Newington Road last Wednesday. A 29-year-old from Broadstairs is accused of several offences, including having a firearm. Another man of the same age appeared in court on Friday. Highways bosses say they don't plan to reduce a road's 60-mile-per-hour speed limit on Sheppey, despite a petition with more than 1,500 signatures. A campaign was started last summer calling for the maximum speed to be lowered to 30 miles per hour on Plough Road because it's narrow and has no lighting. Students at the University of Kent are facing disruption because of strikes from today. Members of the UCU union are walking out in a dispute over pay, pensions and working conditions. This could be good news if you're trying to get on the property ladder. More than 450 affordable homes are planned for Kent in the next two years. The County Council's been meeting potential developers to see what they could do. Robert Thomas chairs the Authority's Affordable Housing Select Committee and also represents Canterbury, where he says there are real challenges. Certainly in the city centre, we have a really interesting challenge in terms of the mix of the uh, local population as well as the student population. In Canterbury, we've tried to change that by building purpose-built student accommodation, introducing other local plan policies. So if someone wants to develop a house of multiple occupation in a certain area, if there's already uh, too high density, then they won't be granted planning permission. So trying to shake up the market a little bit to provide a bit more opportunity for young professionals and families to get on the housing market, uh, which has been slightly distorted, certainly from the universities. But that's not to say that we don't welcome the universities. They bring amazing benefits, but clearly we need housing for everyone. Do you feel like this is going to be quite a big challenge to try and persuade a lot of developers, particularly private developers, who may say, look, we don't really want to build affordable housing because it's not profitable for us? Certainly taking on the challenge of chairing this committee, I knew there was going to be some sizable challenges in terms of the competing interests, not least of all, you know, being a district leader myself, you know, we need to work with people. And I think the point is, it's about conversation, making sure resources are, are used wisely. Something that's really come up in the conversation so far is about kind of if KCC has bare land and buildings, what is it we're doing with that process at the moment? Probably understandably, we need to get best value, which means selling it for the best price. Whereas actually, we need to think more holistically about 
you know, what those buildings are used for, because actually go back to the point about adult social care, mental health, schools, you know, can we get better kind of collective value from using our buildings more wisely or indeed putting that land and having a joint venture with other, you know, housing associations or private developers to kind of bring about better social outcomes. So I think that's a real challenge for us to think about how best we're using resources but I think it's a really exciting time to think about doing something a bit differently that kind of gives a better overall holistic view to Kent and the residents who, uh, who need the services that we provide. Two people have been treated by paramedics after breathing in smoke during a fire which has destroyed a flat in Dartford. Emergency crews were called to Mitchell Close late last night and found smoke and flames coming from the second floor of the building. The blaze is thought to have started accidentally due to an electrical fault. Meantime the roof of a garage has collapsed following a fire in Gillingham. It broke out in Elmfield yesterday lunchtime after several batteries were left on charge. And Jason Manford is bringing his latest stand-up show to Kent. The comedian who recently featured on The Masked Singer is taking Like Me on tour around the UK and Ireland. He'll be at the Orchard Theatre in Dartford next February. Tickets go on sale on Friday. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham sit 10th in League One after making it 14 games unbeaten. They're just four points off the playoffs after being held to a goalless draw at Lincoln City on Saturday. The Jills are back in action at the weekend when they welcome AFC Wimbledon to Priestfield. On to cricket and England's women have lost their opening T20 World Cup game. South Africa won by six wickets with two balls remaining in Australia yesterday. Kent's Tammy Beaumont scored just nine runs while Fran Wilson got 14. And in ice hockey it was a disappointing weekend for Kent's Invicta Dynamos. They lost 7-4 to Chelmsford Chieftains at the ice rink in Gillingham on Saturday evening and were beaten 5-2 in the reverse fixture in Essex last night. The Moes are currently fourth in the South Division 1 table. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day and overnight, head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.